11 years old when I wanted, I just wanted a guitar. I didn't see anything that triggered it. It was just something I wanted, like, mommy, I want a Barbie doll, you know? I took my Barbie dolls and I threw them in the closet, never saw them again. Um, but I wanted a guitar and uh, I, was, I was 11 years old, 1959, 1969, sorry. And um, I wanted a guitar, so my mother brought me, she bought me this beautiful acoustic plastic string guitar, but the only problem with it was it really didn't sound like the riffs I wanted to play. I couldn't get the Jimi Hendrix riffs and the Black Sabbath riffs and you know the, the heavy metal riffs that I really loved, loved Led Zeppelin. So she went out next year, following year, it was my birthday, and she went out and got me another acoustic guitar with uh, steel strings. And they still, it still didn't sound like I wanted it to sound. I wasn't getting the, the grunge and the dirt and, you know, the leads and the, the stuff I really wanted to play and learn how to play. So those were my first two guitars. One of them I still have. When I first got my first acoustic guitar, my mother put me in guitar lessons. There was this little strip mall around the corner from my house. And in the strip mall was a guitar shop. And there was a teacher who used to teach you how to play. And um, he was teaching me Credence Clearwater Revival, which is just basically C, G, basic chords. There was nothing heavy or grungy or riffy about Creedence Clearwater Revival. Loved the band, hated the guitar parts. So two weeks went by and I said, Mom, I can do this myself. So I ended up teaching myself how to play all my favorite solos, which were Deep Purple, Richie Blackmore was my favorite guitar player, Tony Iommi, my favorite riffs, and of course Led Zeppelin, whole lot of love, because that was all over the radio. So I picked it all up on my own. A couple of guys in the neighborhood would show me a few guitar chords, you know, some vibrato, which now I've developed. Everybody's like, Lita, we really love your vibrato. So it's kind of like handwriting. No two guitar players have the same vibrato. But um, just learned from anybody and everybody that I could. My first concert was Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath at the Long Beach Arena in Los Angeles, um, Long Beach, California. It was 10,000 people, approximately 10,000 people. And uh, I'd never seen anything like it before. I walked in and smelled the smell of pot, hash, and I never smelt pot or hash. I was only 13. And uh, my cousin Paul was with me. And we walked in and my life changed that night. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a musician. There was people hanging from the rafters and diving on the stage. It was great. It was like I stepped into a different dimension. Heavy metal. A friend of a friend that went to my high school was playing a little club that night 
and the bass player decided that he couldn't make the, the show. I think his girlfriend didn't want him to go. You know, it was like a jealousy thing. Like, You're not going to go to that club and, and, and play in front of all those girls. And so they called me and they said, Lita, you can do it. You play bass. Like, I don't play bass. I play guitar. And they said, well, it's the same thing. It's only two less strings. And I thought, okay, I can do this. So I went down and, and uh, met the guys in the band and just got through playing Hendrix songs and Sabbath riffs and anything I could get through playing that I'd already learned. Kim Fowley had heard that there was a female bass player in this band and I got a phone call from him and I uh, had no idea who he was. And uh, I told him I didn't play bass. I'm like, why does everybody think I play bass? I don't play bass. So uh, I said, I play guitar. Kim Fowley says, well, we need one of them too. So I, I loaded up my gear and uh, drove up to Los Angeles and auditioned for the Runaways, which was a huge success. Sandy and I got along really, really well. We, we both loved Deep Purple and, at the time. And, Got along great. We jammed on Highway Star. And it was amazing. The Runaways were all girls, played punk rock, jail bait, troublemakers, you know, style of music. But since then, I had turned 21 and I was no longer a teenager. And uh, I'd been playing guitar, still playing guitar. I cut my hair, I changed my clothes. I wanted people to recognize me as a guitar player and they weren't because people couldn't wrap their head around the fact that a female was playing guitar. There was photographers that would take pictures while we were playing and then they would label it in the magazine, you know, this is so and so, the guitar player for Lita Ford. But it pissed me off because I was the one doing the guitar playing. So when I did do my first solo album, which was Out For Blood, there was only three people in the band, the drummer, the bass player, and the guitar player, which was me. So it gave, it gave the audience no one else to look at. So they couldn't say it was him, you know? People thought there was somebody behind the curtain, for God's sakes. Anything but give the chick the credit, you know? Don't give it to her. I still get it. I still get it today. I still get a hard time from different people. So I guess, I don't know, I think the Runaways helped carve the way for a lot of other female musicians that are out there now that wasn't in the 80s. There was, there was no other female musicians, really. Even Doro Pesh, you know, um, what I remember when I first met her at a photo shoot when Lon Friend put together uh, the cover of RIP magazine and um, it was the first cover with two females on it and it was the largest selling issue of the year and then the year before that he put me on the cover by myself and he said to me he thought what's hotter than one hot blonde with a guitar two hot blondes with a guitar. So he put Dora on. We did that photo session, it was great.